Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another a new episode of Bichara Supply Chain. This is Nurhadi House and my guest today is Julie. Uh, she is the owner and uh, principal at the GHL Solutions. So thank you for being here, Julie. It's great to have you on the show. Nirhadi, it's my great pleasure to speak to you and to your audience. Thank you so much for inviting me. Mm-hmm. All right. So in today's episode, we will be talking about how retailers and brands can support a circular economy. But before we get in, could you please brief a little bit about yourself and your professional background? I'd be happy to. Thank you so much. I grew up professionally in retail. I live in the U.S. and I worked at Target stores in the U.S. for more than 15 years. And I have loved every retail job that I have ever had. I focused mostly on merchandising areas, inventory planning, buying, and I spent about half of my time at Target working in sourcing which at Target stores is all about finding the right supplier partners to make amazing own brand products. So finding them, vetting them, working to onboard them to Target approaches, and then negotiating with them and ultimately delivering those amazing products into stores. And while I absolutely enjoyed that work, I loved working with the global teams and supplier partners. I spent a great deal of my time in the home and seasonal area which at Target means that you are sourcing products like uh, Halloween costumes or holiday lights, items that aren't used for very long. And so I, I came to build up this feeling that I've, I've come to call green guilt mm-hmm. about my work. So regardless of how well Target uh, worked with us partners to source products sustainably and responsibly, I just couldn't get away from the fact that I was helping support bringing so many millions of items to the market the customers just weren't going to use very often for very long. And when they were done using them, there wasn't a really great place to have those items go. So when I stepped out of Target and launched my consulting business, I kept supplier partnerships, own brand partnerships at the heart of my practice. But one of the pieces of my practice that I was really passionate about building was to help find a way for retailers and their partners to show up and have a more positive impact on the communities that they sold their products in, the communities that made their products. And it was during this time that I became aware of the circular economy. And I loved the idea of how circularity really allows a position from anyone, no matter what part of the supply chain you're in, to have an impact on making more thoughtful Mm. choices and how to build and create and eventually transition the use of products once they're done being used by their original purchaser. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So talking about retailers, brands, and customers, we have seen a significant shift in a consumer behavior with the sustainability being read as an important purchase factor, right? So what are your thoughts on this development? I think this development has been some time in coming. As we see younger generations build greater and greater purchasing power, so Gen Y, 
Gen Z, even Gen Alphas. My children are now Gen Alphas and they're contributing to purchasing decisions. These generations are committed to making purchases that reflect their core values. And increasingly, these generations are prioritizing how to have more sustainable purchases and build relationships with brands that have a more sustainable, positive impact on the world around them. And so that's been building for the last several years, I would say even a decade. But I would say the magnifier that we saw in the circularity space was really the response to COVID, which was a bit surprising as, as the world began to lock down, there was a lot of questions around if we're prioritizing just survival and navigating a very different space, will these gains in sustainability continue? Will this continue to be a priority when there's so much else to be concerned with? And what we've seen is that if anything, the COVID response era has accelerated the interest in sustainability and circularity specifically for a couple of different reasons. Uh, people during the lockdown periods and were staying so close to home really began to invest in their spaces. Some of them had to convert living spaces into working spaces. Other people just saw lots and lots of boxes of essentials and food delivery piling up at their door. And it just really brought into sharp relief for many people that they have an opportunity to make more sustainable choices. And the companies that are doing that or being more thoughtful were better partners that reflected their value. So even as we've navigated this, this more COVID response era, there's been increasingly interest in sustainability and, and the greater wallet share purchases are going to more sustainably sourced goods. And people are asking more questions before they choose to make purchases. So let's move to another question. When and how should retailers and brands begin the initiative to contribute to the circular economy? That's a wonderful question. And I know I'm not the first person who's sharing with your audience the perspective on circularity. But just in brief, the idea of, of the circular economy is that we're moving away from a linear flow where we take new materials, make products, waste and dispose of those products once consumers are done using them by throwing right. them into a landfill or incinerating them, and instead moving into a space where you're reusing inputs again and again with little to no waste or pollution. So in the consumer goods space, it's all about closing waste loops. And depending on the types of products and the supply chains that you manage, there are different ways that organizations can prioritize where they start being circular. And that's a piece that I've absolutely loved that there's a framework to circularity, but brands and retailers can partner within their supply chains to prioritize what makes the most sense for their business. What's the priority for their customers? What are some of the low-hanging fruit that they can address very, very quickly? And that comes down to a personal business choice. But if you leverage circularity, key places to think about are going to be often product design. How is a product designed so that it uses little waste and pollution when it's being produced and transported and used by the consumer? And is it designed in a way that it can be easily transitioned to its next state? So in circularity, we think of these as different tracks or different waste loops that we're closing. So can an item be composted fully? Can it be recycled? Ideally, can it be held in its, its current state of use? So that's where we see initiatives like resale platforms becoming very popular. If I'm done wearing this dress that I happen to be wearing today, I can resell that, I can donate that item, and it continues to be useful as a dress. If it's designed in an appropriate way, the item after it goes through several uses or several owners can then also be recycled back into ideally clothing fabrication again. 
Uh, but as the product breaks down and degenerates over time, it can also be used for non-apparel, like uh, it can be used for stuffing, for insulation or rags or rug production. But it all comes down to that product design element. And that's often with retailers and brands, the place that makes the most sense to start with the second place being packaging. So having packaging optimized for safety and transport, of course, of anything that's being shipped to consumer. It's incredibly important within the supply chain, but being designed as size to fit. So the packaging doesn't need to be made any bigger or stronger than it needs to be. And it's also made out of materials that can be either reused, recycled, or fully composted. So uh, Julie, despite the recent developments in the circular economy, it seems that the implementation of circular economy still keep very challenging. So uh, in your opinion, what exactly is the problem? It is a challenging approach. And I think the, the fact that it is so flexible can often be a challenge, which is why I recommend that if you are passionate about the circular economy, or even if you're what I call circular or clear, curious, it makes a lot of sense to take a step back and do an assessment of your approach. So the Ellen MacArthur Foundation is a very well-known uh, circular economy advocacy think tank group, and they've built up a platform called Circulitics, as in circular analytics. And this is a really great place for businesses to start because you can map out the inputs that are used to run your organization and the outputs that your organization puts out into the world, whether they're products that are physical, like consumer goods, or their information products, like what I sell from a consulting services perspective. And you can get an assessment of what your total circularity is, as well as understand where you are strong, where you've got fantastic impacts within circularity, and then prioritize opportunities to focus on. And so that you can build out circularity plans that not only have a measurable positive impact on your sustainability measures, but that also are driving additional revenue, driving more profitable sales. And so that you you can build a business that's sustainable, circular, but also very profitable. And it's it's not easy to manage all of these elements, but as, as any good consultant will tell you, a meaningful framework can help organize and motivate and measure priorities and progress within an organization communicating internally and externally which is a big reason why I'm such a fan of the circular economy and then specific tools like Circulitics to help manage that approach to really get started or accelerate a journey a company is already on. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your uh, consulting company with the GSL, right? So uh, mm -hmm. where you work with uh, many retailers, with many brands and private label product. Could you share a story from the past with your client about how they successfully launched the CA program? Well, I had to smile because I went back and I was in preparation for today listening to some of the earlier episodes of the podcast that I yeah. didn't get a chance to listen to live. And you uh, interviewed uh, someone who is a big fan of simulation games. And he was from a gentleman from the Netherlands and he talked about a game called the Fresh Connection. Yeah. Well, a company right. called InChange is the, the company that launched that simulation or that business game. And they've also launched now two simulations that are all based on sustainability. So specifically, the Blue Connection is a circularity simulation game. And what I found is this is a really great entrance point for clients, uh, whether they are in the corporate space or whether they're in the academic space, 
to help really introduce them to the theory of what circularity is, the frameworks, the methodologies, and the actual KPIs that you're using to leverage. But then also it demonstrates how you have to work collaboratively across different business units. The simulation positions four different people on a team and they each represent different parts of an organization, the buying team, the design team, the supply chain team, the finance team. And they together will work to build a strategy. And part of the simulation is explaining a bit of circular 101, especially if you're working with an audience that's newer to the concepts. And then in support of that strategy, each person on the team makes specific decisions and tracks their KPIs so that they're able to see how am I delivering against my circular strategy and how am I making my business more profitable, more sustainable. And I found this to be a really great way for organizations to understand the basics of circularity, bring a team together, really think about how you're, they're working cross-functionally. Yeah. But additionally, it sets them into a place where they can start transitioning the knowledge from the simulation and mapping that to their own business space. So the simulation is all about building an electric bike. And never in my times of do, if I, in doing the simulation have I actually worked with a company that builds electric bikes. Uh, but they build a consumer good that is met, is translatable then to an organization's consumer good. So we spend a lot of time working through the simulation and not only the facts and the learnings within the simulation itself, but then making some of those transitions and connections for the teams to start thinking about how do we want to structure and prioritize our circular strategy, our measurements, our path to closing those waste loops. All right. Awesome. Okay. So this will be my last uh, question on today's uh, podcast, Julie. In one sentence, why should everyone look into circular economy? Circularity isn't about closing one massive waste loop. It's about finding the waste loops to close that will build momentum, engagement, and return value with inside your organization and without. And there's no other framework I know of in the sustainability space that positions you to do that so well. All right. Fantastic. Okay. Mm, so... That might have been two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you again for joining us today. Uh, Julie, this was a really great conversation. And I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you again for having me in your hottie. It's been an absolute delight. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.